Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, and we are presenting a five-goal third period from the Dallas Stars to win tonight by a final score of six to four. Here's the trumpets. Trumpets had had to be introduced into this, guys. Welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. Once again, my name is Ryan Chambers alongside James and Chris, although they didn't fix their their name tag on the video. Whatever, they'll fix it later. The Stars win by a final score of 6-4 tonight off of a berserk, one of the absolute most berserk games I've ever seen from any team, any game ever, and they win tonight. Guys, what's y'all's initial thoughts from this game tonight? Because I'm in absolute shock. Um, how? Uh, <laughs> they, they sucked. They were terrible all game long. I mean, pr- pretty much the entire game. And then they're like, hey, let's just score. And then they just scored. So th- that's the big thing that's changed about this team from last year, is that we can be in a game like that, we play terrible, and we're getting blown out, and we can just come back and win. And that's a great thing to have, especially in a league where goals are getting thrown all over the place. So it's good that we have the ability to do what we did tonight. Let's not have to do it again anytime soon, please. Yeah. I mean, we played half a period and won the game. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, literally, we scored five goals, and I think uh, Brian yeah. said nine minutes and 37 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Something stupid, crazy, insane. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love how they came out in the third period. 
It was absolutely fantastic the way they came out. It was way better than the second period, especially the second period. They could just get absolutely nothing going at all. Um, what was the difference between the first 40? I guess you could even say the first 40 minutes compared to the third period. What's the difference? They shot the puck and hit the net. That's wow. the big one. I mean, the first two periods, I mean, the first 10 minutes of the game, I don't think we had a shot, and we had three scoring chances. Like, and they just, none of them hit the net. So that's the first one. Um, and other than that, we just forechecked and held onto the puck better. And I think that also has to do with the Hawks backing off a little bit some, too. I mean, the, the shots on, on goal, we, we almost doubled our shots on goal in the third period than our own in the entire rest of the game. So... Hey, y'all should put the mic more in between y'all so we can hear both of you a little easier. I'll get out of the camera. <laughs> well, here, we can do this. We can do this. There, everyone can there see. We there we go. I'll, I'll figure stuff out. Okay, um, I don't have a ton of notes from the, the first period overall, but other than the fact that the Dallas Stars were pretty much being outplayed by, what did I do? <laughs> no, no, we're laughing at our setup. Apologies. James was oh. slowly levitating down. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought I thought y'all were looking at me like I said something weird and I was just like, what are they laughing at? No, sorry, you're good. You're great. That was a great transition. Our bad. I'm I'm trying here, okay? I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Uh Overall, in the first period, it was not a good period. They did not show up in the first 20 minutes at all. It wasn't terrible, but it, it they got outplayed in the first period. And the only reason why it was even one to nothing at the end of the first period was because of Mr. Jason Robertson. And, I mean, he literally did everything himself for the first goal. What did y'all think of the first goal? Uh, the guy's nuts. He's the best hockey player in the world, MVP candidate right now. Everyone just start talking about it and tweeting about it. So that I can get in the minds of all the stupid Toronto writers, please. Yeah. The, the crazier thing for me is that on both of the last two goals he had last game and this game, he was fouled on the play and still scored. Yeah. And like and you don't think of Robertson as like a muscular power forward guy, and yet he still has done it. Yeah. Like that that's two games in a row. That's great. He also ties the franchise record in point streak. Yes. With thirteen. Was that 13? 13. Just I'm stupid. Uh, guys, I made this argument on Twitter just a second ago. Is he the best player in the NHL right now? This month, yes. He is the... This month, yes. And he is the most valuable player in the NHL right now just because of how important he is to the Stars. When he is playing well, like tonight, he, he keeps us in the game. And I mean, even... He wasn't a part of that comeback effort in the third on the score sheet, but he had chances all over the place there and could have easily scored again. And he had, so he had multiple chances to score again and he had two goals on the night. Shut up, Chris. He's doing amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it's ridiculous how well he's been playing. Um, the, the guy was a second round pick. He was a second round pick and every single team, every single team, you know, went over him. Every single team. And it looks like this guy could very possibly be the next, you know, Jason Robertson for the next, uh, you know, generation of Stars fans coming up here over the course of the next 20 years. This is going to be the guy that everybody, like, aged 15 and under is going to remember for the rest of their lives, just like we remember Mike Madonna. And it's just absolutely fantastic to see him and him playing super well. 
and right now he's on pace to beat Madonna's record by a wide margin for the best single season and for a star. That's stupid. That's so stupid. Oh my goodness. All right. Um. So yeah, any thoughts from the first period other than that, guys? We weren't playing good. And still scored. And we still won the period on the scoreboard. So good. Because first line. Because first line. Because Jason Roberts. Because because Robo. Because Robo. Uh, I'm going to agree with you 100%, Chris, with what you said the other night. He's starting to distance himself from his two line mates. I mean, he yep. is the most elite player in the entire NHL right now. He's the yeah, most I, I elite the player. Craziest, the craziest thing I saw tonight is that we saw him stick handling a lot tonight which he never does. I mean, that's not something that he had last year at all. He would, he j- he's just a scoring machine. But he was he was trying some stuff with, with the puck tonight. So he's, he's trying to add on to what he already has. And, and that's what makes you think that he's going to get even better and he's going to stay really good in the league is because he's adding the stick handling, like James said. We heard early in the season he's at, trying to add that one-timer. So there's things he's improving. And we're, we're seeing him improve, and he's already the best player on our team. And I think and points-wise, he's the third best in the league. So... Well, and how about his defensive play? I, yeah. I mean, he was the reason why the, the puck got out of the zone at the end of the third period. It was him again. He's doing yeah. everything. I mean, you can't ask a player to do more. Yep. I'm just really excited. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, let, let's get to the boring part of uh, the game where the the Blackhawks of all teams uh, show up the stars. First in the second period, it's Seth Jones. He gets his first of the year. He's actually in his first game of the season, and it's from Kane and Johnson. They go up one-to-one. It was a beautiful shot. It was a great shot by Seth Jones there, the DFW native. Um, Andreas Anathasiu, a former Los Angeles king, uh, he gets the goal from Domi and Jones to put them up two-to-one. That's about 13.53 into the second period. And then Connor Murphy gets the third goal here, and it's 16:53 remaining in the period, and that puts up Chicago three to one. And honestly, guys, I thought, especially on the last two there, the second and the third goal, I thought that was just really, really poor play by the Dallas Stars in general. What did y'all see out of any of those three goals? Yeah, the goal from Anthony was ridiculous. I mean, Hayes gonna just let him go around him, and then Miller did nothing. So <laughs> terrible defending there. The third one was not great either. I mean, the whole second period was poorly defended all the way around. They had other brilliant chances. And don't forget Otter. He had four or five stunners tonight. Mm. And they still scored four goals on us. That's how bad we were playing. Yeah. And that third goal, I mean, we we had four players around the puck. There was not a single Blackhawk stick in there. And we knocked it to the Blackhawk stick. I mean, that's how they scored that third goal. We stick-checked ourselves and gave it to the other team. Right in front of our own net. Right. And the third goal is the one that really pissed me off more than anything. And they talked about it in the second intermission. I was listening to the the ticket on at that point. I was listening to Owen and Bruce. And it was just a lack of compete on that third goal. There were literally four Dallas Stars players in front of that net. And there were two Chicago Blackhawks. Should Otter have had that? Yes. Okay. But you gotta. No, he should have had that, guys. Don't give me that bull crap. He should have had that. I'll give you that bull crap. Four guys in front of the net. You're not supposed to. He's not supposed to yeah, get a shot but, on him. But yes, that's what I'm getting at. But they had four guys in front, and none of them could get the puck out of the way. I don't know if it was a a lack of 
uh, luck there or if it was They're just lazy. a lack. That's what I thought. And that was, was going to be my second choice. Is it, I think they were they were just playing bad, and they were getting out-competed by a team that has less talent and was working harder than them at that point. And, and on that third goal, they out-competed themselves. I mean, seriously. They they – I mean, you just gotta go to one of the one of the two Blackhawks players that was in front of the net and stick lift, and then you got a two on nothing. <laughs> I mean, you, you should clear that puck easy every single time. Just like anything else from that second period, guys, before we get to the exciting stuff. It was over. It was bad. It was <laughs> over. <laughs> James, it was over. Um, okay, so just getting into this next part here, you guys. Um, it's Sorry, it's ridiculous. Um, through the first 10 minutes of the third period, I was like, okay, even if they lose this game, I'm happy with that they came out and they were actually fighting, and they were completely manhandling the uh, the, the Blackhawks in the third period. And yep. I don't know, I, I think they tried to get the answer out of Roddick Foxa, uh, Michelle did, in the post-game interview with him, but... Uh, I mean, it's got to be – somebody had to have stood up or DeBoer must have been, like, ripping some new ones or something. If you had to take a guess and just speculate here, who do you think was probably the one that stood up or maybe it was DeBoer that, that ripped a new one? Who do you think stood up and said, guys, this is ridiculous. We got we to gotta put on a better show than what we've done tonight. I mean, I'll say Jamie Ben. I mean, he, he's been one of the best captains in Stars history. He's been on a goal tear recently, and then he scored the power play goal to get it going. I mean, he he may not have even said it in the locker room, but he definitely showed it on the ice. He was the guy that I noticed first when we were in the third period. Is Jamie Ben was working hard, and then ultimately scored the goal to get us going. So J- Jamie Ben's been fantastic in November and just great overall this year. Yeah, and regardless of what was said in the locker room, honestly, we weren't scoring till Jamie Ben scored the goal. I mean, it, it that's that that was the reality. It didn't matter what was said in the locker room; it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I would like to think I'll give it to DeBoer here, because I don't know. It, it it seems like he's the one that went in there and kind of ripped him a new one. And I I am really curious to see who was the one that stood up if it wasn't DeBoer. I mean, maybe Pavelski. I can see Pavelski standing up. He's a former captain with the San Jose Sharks. I'm sure he. He's more vocal than Jamie Ben. Jamie is more the one that leads by example more than anything. But still, I mean, I mean the what we saw from them in the in the third period was way more. Um, and I mean, it was just Robo with a chance, Marchment with a chance, uh, Suter with a chance, uh, Marchment with another chance, Garyanov with a chance, which he was really good in the third period. Um, the third period, yes. In Robo, and I just wrote down, Robo is an absolute superstar. He, he was an absolute freaking stud. He was taking on, it was 1v3 at points, 1v4 at points, and even in the third period. And it was just absolutely ridiculous. Right after I wrote that, there was another chance for Robo. So that's five times I wrote his name down in the first 10 minutes. Um, and then just a freak accident against the flow of the play. Uh, Max Domi, former Arizona Coyote, he scores. And it was a juicy rebound after a, a point shot, and it was that was an, a fault by Otter there, in my opinion. What did y'all see on that goal? I thought that was the goal that Dummy just beat him clean on the far side. Now this was this was the rebound chance. It was a point shot. Uh, Otter saved it. It probably should have gone to a corner or something like that. He had 
full control over what he could wanted to do with it, and he just yeah. put it right in front of him. I'm getting the answer of 10 goals. I don't remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, though, uh, with the rebound, I mean, normally we can clear some of the rebounds that Otter gives up. Tonight we didn't clear any of them. So no help. <laughs> Otter really didn't give up that many rebounds tonight. We just didn't clear any of them for him. Absolutely zero. Zero. Then the greatest thing in the entire world happens. We got a call. We got a freaking call, guys. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. The stars go on a power play. Thank you, Max Domi. I, I guess Max Domi should be the first star of the game tonight because uh, he takes the tripping penalty and Ben just... I mean, I don't know if y'all saw the last angle when they were doing the replay after the goal was scored. It, Jamie Ben, vintage Jamie Ben is back. I mean, I'm holy crap, what a shot. It, I mean it's what it's what Chris said like all offseason though. He's got a sick wrister and he just needs to use it more. And he's using it and now he's good. You're welcome, Jamie Ben. Yes. Yeah, it, it was totally <laughs> Chris's fault. That's why Jamie Ben is so good again. Um and the thing that I really liked about this particular play on the power play is that they won the board battle, which they had been losing in the first two periods. And I mean, it was ferocious. It was, everybody was in there. It was probably about three guys in there. And it, I think Robo, of course, was in there as well. And it was just yeah, a perfect it, shot. It's the first line doing what the first line was doing all game, except they got to go on the power play this time. And they just, they had the extra shooter to, to win it to. <laughs> And then after that, the floodgates open up. And, I mean, even Josh Bogorod said it best that it, like, it just feels like if they get one, the floodgates will open. Uh, first, it's Mason Marchment. Gets the seventh of the year from Sagan and Garyanov at 13.58. Tied to Landria off of a tip from Hockenpah's shot from the point. Ben also gets an assist on that one as well. So it's 4-4 four to four at this point. And the American Airlines Center is just going absolutely freaking berserk at this point. I've never... Never seen a building go like that. Um, I forgot who I saw. I think it was... Oh, somebody was in the building tonight. Who was it? Somebody in the chat was in the building. Who was it? Ah, I forget. Um, but might have been Brandon? Maybe Brandon. All right. Either way, he was mentioning how insane that the American Airlines Center was going at this point. And Rightfully then, so. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, like... It's a freaking exciting, man. <laughs> I mean, and also we we haven't come behind from behind at all this year, so it's, it's a only way to the do it. Time that we were behind after after two periods, though, so one for four. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll take it. Um, and then Fox that gives us the lead with less than two minutes remaining. It looked like that Dickinson might have saved it, but it was very easily. You could see white all around the puck with the camera above the goal. And Foxa, who has actually been on a tear himself, three goals, one point, or one assist, excuse me, four points in his last five games. And from a fourth line center, uh, yeah, yes, please. All it takes is that the goaltender just, ha or someone just has to leave the puck for him, you know? Shorthanded goal, and he's yeah. on his way, dude. Yep. And then Jason Robertson just puts a dagger in the chest of the Chicago Blackhawks. And he gets his 16th of the year to tie Connor McDavid. Guys, Connor McDavid. 
and he puts the Stars up 6-4 to four with nine seconds remaining in the game. Stars win by a final score of 6-4. to four. Tell me what y'all were thinking at that point. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit after the game. We were like, that game was really exciting, and it was terrible hockey. <laughs> so in comparison <laughs> to the Colorado game we just watched, that game is fun to watch because it's really good hockey by two really good teams playing their best against each other. Tonight, we did not do that, but we made it exciting, found a way to win. We were a good team, found a way to get two points against a bad team, get it out of the way. That's what you need to do when you're going to be a really good team. Yeah, and, and this is why what, what a, a lot of other analysts say in the league too. I mean, you, you can play bad games against bad teams and still win. Yeah. That's how you know you're a good team. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. The thing is, is they didn't play bad in the third period. They, they, it they wasn't even domination. It, it was like yeah. over domination. It was ridiculous. Still, you shouldn't be able to play one period and score six goals. Well, we played half a period. <laughs> half period played and scored five. Well, yeah, that's true. Not even a full period. Yeah. Um, here was my biggest takeaway from this game and the last game. So, in both of these games, I wrote this down. The stars did not play a full sixty minutes. Now, tonight they got away with it because it was a bad team in the Chicago Blackhawks. The absolutely terrible team in the Chicago Blackhawks. They were not able to get away with it in the, uh, in the Colorado game, although you could logically look at it and call it a tie like you did uh, on Monday, Chris, just because of, of the shootout. But we were not in that game in the third period against Colorado, and we were not in this game tonight against the Blackhawks in the first and second. And whoever whoever went in and ripped them a new one in that second intermission deserves a gold star. <laughs> I and mean, carry that on to Friday, please, because we don't want to play partial games. We did that a lot last season, and that sucks. So uh, what else happened in tonight's game tonight, guys? Is there anything else that we really need to point out that was really super important? I I wanted to point out that in the third period, we only got one call, and there were – I mean, we were we were constantly in their zone in the third period, and we got one call from it. But we got the one call, and that's all we needed. I mean, that's that's what we that's what I've been screaming at for multiple games now. It, one call going our way can change so much, and it did in this game. We got the one goal. It started our our just explosive finish. Is explosive even the right word? Atomic bomb. Is that atomic is that, finish? Atomic finish. <laughs> but, I, I mean, but even after that power play goal, there was a there was a a double trip against Robertson. Neither of them got the puck, and they tripped him. Yeah, and that wasn't called, and it, it didn't matter tonight. Luckily, but yeah. it was it was really bad that we only got one call in the third period. We we also only took two penalties, and we played bad for most of the game. So the we probably should have taken the, more penalties. The, the, the theory continues. We need to take more penalties. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I I said it halfway through the second. I think I was like, they stopped calling penalties, and we're playing a bad team, and we're losing. They need to call a penalty on us. <laughs> we'll see. I'm still not bought on the theory, but it's, I, it's it, proven right it, so far. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> it, it makes no sense, but James's wild it's theory, uh, it, it, it's working. And we're, we're going to talk about it here in a second, too. Um, well, by the way, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. If you, For those of you that haven't been here uh, the last couple of games, we actually have 
a phone line if you want to call in. 214-586-0102 if you want to call in and let us know your thoughts. We'll take a couple of calls after we do our biggest winner and biggest loser here. And we'll go ahead and start this segment now. So in tonight's game, you guys, and I, I feel like there's a couple here. Like, I mean, really easy. Um, who do you think is your biggest winner and biggest loser out of tonight's game? I'll go first. My biggest winner is going to be Jamie Benn. Uh, he, he just had a great November. Not not as good as uh, Robertson. Barely. Barely. But yeah, barely. So he's been that good, and we haven't noticed it really as much. So what did, what did he end with tonight? Uh, so he ended tonight with just the two points, the one goal, and the one assist. And really, he was he was huge in the in the comeback tonight. And the, and all three goals, it, he was a big part of them. So huge by Jamie Ben. Uh, my biggest winner, I'm gonna give to Robo because he tr- he tied the the record. The franchise point streak. That's really cool to see. <laughs> That's cool. Well, if I had to be if it had to be for me, I'd probably give it uh to Foxa, just because Foxa has been absolutely excellent recently. And he's got I think three goals, one assist, four points in five games. I think I already said that, but just wanted to reiterate that. Um he I mean he's a fourth line center, he's got five points and Four points in five games. That's, I mean, that's and I that's pretty to, good for a second line center. I meant to mention this after the after we were talking about the third period, but with with the five goals we scored in the third period, they were all scored by different lines. Every single one. I mean, it's it's your first power play unit. Then it was what? It was the Ben line, mm-hmm, and then it line. was the Sagan line, and then it was the fourth line, and then Robonet's the last one. I mean. Every single Every goal line. came from a different <laughs> line. Well, uh, who who's your biggest loser for tonight's game, you guys? I got Haskinen. Really? Had, That's interesting. He got he got completely beat on that one goal. He had a minus two on the night. Didn't get a point. It. He just. That is so odd. It. He just didn't look great. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the. A lot of the defense hasn't looked great the past couple of games, but I mean, the the fact that he got beat and he had a couple of uncharacteristic turnovers that I noticed. But yeah, I got Ace Gunnan, biggest loser. Got to be better when you're making that much money now. Uh, I'm I'll give mine's a weird biggest loser. It's got an asterisk. Uh, for, how am I gonna lose him today after that setup? Gurionov. In the first two periods, was not good at all. Like the whole team wasn't good. I know it was Gurionov especially. And then in the third period, he kicked it on. I mean, huge plays. I mean, the the way he was skating is exactly what we wanted. We want to see him going into the zone, making, causing havoc, and that's what he did in the third period, and he did it well. He scored that third goal. I mean, he 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 bowled the other player and pushed the puck into the zone and then went behind the net and made a sick behind the back touch yeah. pass to Sagan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so hopefully that, I mean, I, we know he's come, just, he's come back from injury just now, but hopefully that turns around to season two and he's keeps doing that. Yeah. I, I got to stand up for him there. Cause he, he is injured right now. So yeah. I, I would st- he's still nursing an injury. So, but, uh, hopefully that will uh, continue for Gary on there. Um, for me, I gotta give it, 
and I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to get a lot of uh, vitriol hatred from a lot of Stars fans, but it's Jake Ottinger for me tonight. For Ryan, the you are the stupidest terrible. person on the planet. Terrible. Stop picking goaltenders for biggest winner and loser. You're bad at it. Terrible. Go <laughs> watch the second period again. I, I'm sorry. He, he didn't look as no, good as he's no, been. No, you're wrong. Look at how many shots on net. You're just wrong. <laughs> no, there, yes. there were some, there were some positional things, and right. he didn't we, have we a fan, very Ryan good game up to that point. I apologize for everyone listening. <laughs> See, Drew agrees with me. Shut oh up, both of y'all. Y'all both shut up. Okay. I always get James ganged up so, here just because y'all too. James is so aggressive. I need to defend Ryan a little bit. Andre ends the night with an eight seventy one. Definitely not up to spec for him. Um, we didn't clear any rebounds tonight. He won without a defense. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm absolutely not saying that. Like that, it was 100 his fault. But he did not have a good game. Yeah, and I was gonna. And, and sucked, and all our defense sucked, and then everyone okay, just but, decided to play the last 10 minutes. It was a miracle that this game was even four one to begin James with. James is so mad. I James am mad at you. James, Stop yeah, picking goaltenders. Every time you pick one, it's been an awful decision. <laughs> I'm sweating. Oh man! I, I've never sweating these. I'm sweating. Oh, he's losing it. He's losing it. I'm so sorry, James. I still love you though. We have to be thankful for each other. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Actually, in like no. for like 38 minutes, it'll be Thanksgiving. I don't so. wanna. <laughs> it's not Thursday yet. I got 40 more minutes. All right. Uh, well, we have a, a caller on the line, you guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring him in at this point. I believe it's Ardell. Ardell is here on the phone lines. Ardell, can you hear us? I can hear you, Ryan. I can't hear Chris and James, I don't think so. Chris can James, can y'all hear him? Yeah, we got Ardell. Okay. All right. Well, they can't, uh, he can't hear you, uh, guys. It's all good, bud. But, all good. I just wanted to long, obviously a long time listener, first time caller. So it's cool you guys are opening the phone line. I first just want to say I love the podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's fun to be part of this community and, and see the same people over and over again. It's kind of cool, you know. And uh, thank you for for doing this. I know it probably takes sacrifice and time. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, Ardell. And uh, we know you're a huge Stars fan too. And uh, we appreciate everything that you do being a Stars fan. But uh, what, what did you think of tonight's game in general? I, well, we, we started out a little listless, a little slow. It would look just, you know, didn't like, like we just weren't playing connected. But I, I thought you were talking about Ottinger didn't have a good game, but I really thought the team bailed him out. And as many times as, you know, Ottinger's bailed them out, I thought it was a nice, uh, it was just a nice thing for the team to be able to do for him. And, and as soon as Jamie Benn scored that goal, it really turned the tide. And I thought the Blackhawks look, the Blackhawks look shook immediately. They don't look like a team that handles adversity well. I don't think they win a lot of games. Yeah, they're they're only fifty percent with the lead through two periods. Yeah, yeah, they are are only fifty percent through. That's that's crazy to think about that. But um, I also, Brian, I also heard Steve Spot on the radio interview pregame. Uh, he said Jason Robertson is one of the best players in the world. Uh, oh, he which, has to be at this first, point. Absolutely has to be at this point. When I first heard it, I thought, man, that's a bold statement. But then he started to look at what he's doing this year. I mean, he's right there with Connor McDavid, so it's really not that bold of a statement. Um, and, and how old is he, like 23 maybe? He is 23. So there's, there's a lot to be excited about. But, uh, Ryan, before I get off the phone here, I just want to say that we, we've got to get Chris at Jamie Benn jersey. I don't know if uh, if that's Papa Chambers David there in the, 
in the comments section, but but I'll 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 pay fifty on it, Papa Chambers, if you're down. We gotta get him to wear one and acknowledge his captain. Uh and I appreciate you guys letting me be on here tonight. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. We appreciate you coming on. Um by the way though, I uh, Ardell... Hold on, hold on. I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I call him out in the off season. Sure. I'll take that. I'll take I'll own that. I call him out. But I give He's been great this season. I'll say that. He's been fantastic. He's been great I, in November. He, he has come back from a three-season slump, and he's been fantastic. I love it. We can't hear you, Ryan. You muted yourself again. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking to I, our next caller, you guys. Give me a break. Two callers. Goodness, they're excited tonight. Yeah, well, we should be. Okay, but uh, it was four anyways, I, I – I'm just going to go ahead and say it now, Chris. I already bought you a Christmas present. Guess what it is? Is it a Jamie Benn jersey? It's a Jamie Benn jersey, yes. Now, it's not the greatest jersey in the world, but it was like $35, and I was like, you know what? I I think Ardell said something about it like last game, so I was just like, you know what? Let's just do it. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. <laughs> it's it's so don't get your hopes up it's not like a fantastic jersey up, but they're over the moon now if it's not an authentic <laughs> uh, reverse retro i'm gonna be disappointed all right uh well we got another caller you guys so let's go ahead and bring in zach zach how you doing uh doing good um i'd like i like to think that i was a big part of the the stars big third period um, so I just want to claim a little bit of credit there tonight. By the way, everybody who's listening, this is our brother, Zach. This is number two out of the seven. So, yeah, did you say something about, like, you you, you saw that we were losing 4-1, to one, and then you saw that we scored two goals, and then you purposely did not turn on the game? Uh, so I was actually watching the game. I was watching the game for the majority of the game. Uh, that last goal, we were playing well. It frustrated me. I went ahead and turned it off because I was getting too mad at it. Um, and then the next thing I know, I get a notification on my phone. Oh, it's three to four. I was like, okay, well, I can't watch him now. Um, and then <laughs> I don't check the score until I get a little ESPN update. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, it, the, the Stars won 6-4 in regulation. I was expecting like maybe an overtime win or something like that, but to win six four in regulation, I I don't understand honestly. Um, they, they, I went and watched the the highlights afterwards, and it really I, I kind of agree the uh, the Jamie Bengal kind of just sparked everything. Um, and I I'm also agree with you, Ryan, on on Ottinger this game. He I, I think the main problem was rebound control. Um, he does pretty good usually Take the on L. taking care of those rebounds. Um, but it kind of felt like to, tonight they were just bouncing a little bit further than they usually do. Yeah, so while you were talking, Zach, uh, J- James is over there just uh, still complaining about me and how, how dare I choose a goaltender. <laughs> yes, I'm still against Me against the world, okay? I'll do it. Yes. Thank you, Zach. See, th- this is why we have callers in, because they're, no, obviously the I world. am the smart Stars fan here, right? No. I, I agree. Um, I, I will say I cannot hear uh, James and Chris on the, on the call. Right. Um, we're, still, just to, we're still figuring that part out. 
Okay, well, I was just going to call out the technical difficulty there. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I see how it is. Okay, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, though, um, yeah, re- really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed getting to watch the highlights after the game. So, so it's all your fault. It's all all of Zach's fault, guys. <laughs> uh, I I am the reason Not the right. Dallas Stars came back and uh, scored scored all those goals in the third because I stopped watching. So, um, <laughs> I'll let y'all let y'all get along with it, but I, I'll, I'll claim credit for at least uh, four goals tonight. I'll, maybe the empty netter was you know foregone conclusion. Yep, exactly. Well, Zach, okay. thanks for thanks for coming on. We appreciate you, bud. See you later. Yeah, a, a classic Fairweather Dallas fan. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. All right. I think that's going to be it for the phone lines for tonight because we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. And we got to get kind of through this fairly quickly because we don't want to sit here till like midnight talking about all this stuff. I'll but, mm. but, <laughs> yes. Um, so what do we want to do? Let's just skip the first thing, you guys. Let's just go straight into the, the second thing. All right. Okay. Um, just to save some time. Okay. So what we wanted to do on this special edition episode, since this is still our Wednesday night episode, we're going to go a little further like we normally do on Wednesday nights. But we're going to talk about a couple of things, a couple of articles that I wrote, a blog post I wrote on our new website. And uh, But first, what we're going to do is we're going to start with grading some of the Stars players so far through the first quarter of the season. So uh, the thing that gave me this idea was, of course, the hockey guy. I love the hockey guy's stuff. But... He did a general of all 32 teams grading, and he said, well, this team is an A, and this team's a B, and yada, yada, and so on and so forth. So what I thought we, w- we could do is we could go through some of the players. We don't have to do them all, but maybe pick some interesting ones and you know, just kind of debate and decide what grade you would give them over the first 20 games of the season at this point. So let's just start off with the easiest one, obviously, Jason Robertson, what would you grade Jason Robertson out of all of this games? A plus 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 plus. That's it. S plus. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's fantastic. He's he's way better than he should be. Uh, I'll call myself out. We said while he was doing the contract negotiations, we're like, oh well, he's no Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid. He shouldn't be asking for ten million dollars. He should have been asking for $10 million. Oh, he is a regular Connor McDavid. So sit your butt down, Chris. What a great deal that is in the offseason now. Goodness. 
he is going to make bank next time his contract rolls around. We better pay him recompense for all that he's done. I mean, he's. We were talking in the offseason, like, oh, if we could just get the same performance out of him and then get a little bit more out of Ben and Sagan, we're looking good. And he's taken another step in his game, even. We weren't even looking at that. Yeah. So, yeah, but that wasn't even an option in our minds. <laughs> yep, not even close. Um, we're stupid. And it's less like a step <laughs> and more like a leap. Like, seriously, he's been that much better. Um, let's give a little bit lesser obvious one. Um, what about Roddick Foxa? Roddick Foxa, through the first, don't just include the last five games. You got to include the whole tw- first 20 games. What, I guess 19, however many games we played. Two. <laughs> Two? If we're doing out of four. We oh. got a grade. No, no, you got to give him a grade. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. You're talking about the last four games. Whatever. I'm still. I thought we're doing it on the season. Yes. Yes, we're doing it on the season, but you got to give him a grade A, B, C, D, or F. I thought we were doing a one out of four. No. He thought your he thought your quarter was one through four. Yeah. All right. Confusion over. His grade is a C plus. He's done what I thought he would. Uh, Other than the last four games, he has one point. He's a fourth liner. He's okay. Don't care. He's still not that great. He's a fourth liner. <laughs> He's a three million dollar fourth liner. The, yes, the past few games is nice. He's been great on the penalty kill, good on faceoffs. He's been a fine fourth liner. Fine, C plus. Yeah, I pretty much agree with Chris. Um, let's go to the rookie. Him, what do huh? you get? Wait, what do you get? What do you give him? We have to make all the hard decisions. I well, I'm the host here. I get to decide. Okay, that hardly seems fair. Okay, I'll, I'll give him, um, I'll give him a B minus. He he fulfills the role that he's asked to play very well, and he's been putting up points late as of late. So that's the only thing that gets him the B minus. Otherwise, he I would agree with you. He gets the C plus. Recency bias. Ooh. That's fair. It's, 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 no. in the, it's inside the twenty games. You so. said over the whole season you and then pulled recency yeah. bias recency into this. <laughs> Okay, go, let's go to the rookie, Wyatt Johnston. This is kind of an interesting one. Yeah, he started really hot. You uh, had goals in like the first, he had three goals in the first five games, I think, something like that. His first nine, I think. And But he's really slowed down recently. Um, but he's a really important part to Jamie Benn's recent success, too. I mean, do you, is Jamie Benn going to be as good as he is if he's not playing with Delandria and Johnston? Maybe not. Yeah. So I'll I'll give him... I'll give him a B, a straight B, because I think he, he is a rookie. He's he's He started the season good. He still has the potential to start scoring some more goals later. We're just giving time for Ben. It's Johnson's turn next quarter. I think the, the important thing with his play is that he hasn't been exposed at all. Yeah. I mean, he's solid. Which is exactly, which is exactly what you want for a, a rookie like this, a, a high caliber rookie like this. Yeah. Let him I ease mean, I, in. Haven't, I haven't seen him make a mistake, really. So that that's that's the thing that I think is most impressive with his play, and he's he's playing center in his rookie year as well, which is also normally they just move him to the wing, play him on the wing for a year, but he, he's centering a line with Jamie Ben and Delandria on it right now, and it's it's working. Yeah, I'm right there with y'all. I think I'll give him a B too because he's I mean he he's only a bottom six role right now. Um, he's got. 
four goals, two assists, six points in 20 games. That's, I mean, if you're on pace for that, that's 24 points. That's not terrible for a rookie. You probably want more out of Wyatt Johnson than you're getting. But again, you're, you're bringing him on very slowly. I mean, he's not the most he's played, I think, in the last five games. He played 14 minutes and 25 seconds against the Islanders. That's so it's, it's not, it, it, but under DeBoer's system, he's not getting a good chunk of the minutes. Yes, he's getting more minutes than he probably would have under bonus, but still, he's not getting a good chunk of the minutes. That's probably just because he doesn't play penalty kill power. Well, is he on, he's on the second he, power play, I think. He, he but plays our first power, power play, play a little bit. So often that it never gets out there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, and let, let's, do we want to do a controversial one next or just do an easy one? Controversial. Controversial. Like the most controversial? Most controversial. Okay. Most controversial. Here we go. And this was a complete test, by the way, on, I forget which game it was. Was it Monday? Might've been Monday. Ryan Suter, the most diabolical player in the Dallas Stars roster right now, because Everybody has an opinion about him, and it's either you really think he's okay or you absolutely 100% think he sucks and he's terrible. What's his grade on the season? I give another boring grade. He gets a B. He's doing what he's supposed to. He's a guy who eats a ton of minutes, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and he, he's doing fine in that role. He's not doing. He's not, not really doing more. He, I wouldn't say that he's a huge part of our victories in most cases, not but he keeps either. us in the games night in and night out is what he does. So he doesn't make the big play, but he also doesn't make the big mistake. So that, that and, and that's kind of what we need him for now. And the problem people are still having is they're looking at his name and think, oh, he's Suter. He's supposed to be an amazing defenseman. Look at look at his look, look at what he's getting paid. He's getting paid to do what he's doing. He's doing it well. So for the amount he's getting paid and the job he's doing, he's I, I'm going to give him a B plus because uh, he, he really has been really good this year, especially with Kaskinen kind of not really having a partner. He's just kind of floating around. He's looked a little shaky on defensive side at times. I think Suter has definitely been our most defensive defenseman. Easily beats out uh, Lindell in that aspect. So would you be surprised to find out that through 19 games, he has a minus four? No. Plus minus is a terrible statistic. I, I think, honestly, a minus four is great through 19 games if you're not scoring. Yeah, he doesn't score goals, and he plays 24 minutes a night. So, <laughs> yeah, of course he's minus four. You, you, you made great. my point for me. You made my point terrible for statistic. me. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're smart, and, right? He's trying to test us. He thinks we're stupid. I'm setting you up, and and, and y'all passed. I give you an A for both of you. I didn't. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> um, for me, it's for me, it's the same. It's gonna be a B, D just because he he's just a minute eater, and especially considering if there's a weakness in the Stars game right now, it's definitely on the blue line, and if we don't have him, I don't think this team is as good. Honestly, Great. and so who if if Suter's not there, who eats up the minutes? I guess Hockenbaum? Lindell. Yeah, I mean, maybe Hockenbaum. Maybe well, him. Lindell is Lindell is already kind of eating up a lot of minutes right now. Yes. Yeah. 
but he would be doing a lot more. He'd probably be doing 30, and Hayskinen would be doing 30. I mean, we just, at this point in the season, I mean, we're not, we, we can't lean on Miller, Hockenpah, or Lundqvist at all, in my opinion. Yeah, they're not doing well. You're, you're 100% right. And it's almost getting to the point to where a lot of people are starting to call for Hanley to come in for somebody, which, it's, I mean, that happened. Miller came and, out in two games ago, and and Hanley went in. So Yeah, and I think I think a lot of it does come from none of these players have played a full season except for Hockenpah. I think Hockenpah is the only one who's played the entire season, right? So I think with the stretch of games that we've had where we're playing – every other night and we're going to get to it back to back here in a little bit, but I think it's really starting to take the toll on specifically those defensemen. So I'm just looking at all the stats right now. Uh, Lindell has played every game. Uh, Suter has played every game. Hockenpah has played every game and Lundqvist has played every game. So those four guys have been in every single night for the Dallas Stars on the D-line. So, okay, uh, let's do another one. Uh, maybe like two or three more. Well, well why, don't you, why don't you pick one? I, I'll let you all pick a couple. Marchment. Marchment. Started That's the season extremely hot. Has kind of cooled off recently. No, he got hot again. Last couple of games, he's been good. Got that new twig. New twig. Picking it back up. What grade do you give him, James? Nah, he gets a B, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's been exactly what we needed, which was someone who's going to probably score about 40 points. 40-50, right? Well, he's actually on pace right now. Um, Shoot. A little over 50. He's on pace for a little over 50 right now. But, like, he's... We brought him in to be another another person who can score on the second line and that's what he's been i mean he hasn't been he hasn't been crazy like uh well like our first line at all but he's he's at least scored to make our team better i mean mm-hmm. i'm giving him an a because we brought him in hoping that he would be True. in the top two lines the, this guy was a fourth liner last year in florida and hardly played at all so we were hoping that this guy could be a sec- could be a top two liner and he proved it without a doubt. And he is just solidly in there now. We don't even think about him not being in the top two lines because that's his spot. He took it. So mm-hmm. he, he has done exactly what we needed him to do. And he is still, like you said, 50-point pace, fantastic. We were saying, I think we were saying 30. Wow. 30 to 40 is what yeah. we were ha- hoping for. I was hoping for 40. Yeah, so he's on that pace and a little bit more. I'm happy. Perfect. Hey. And uh, just considering the, ex- everything you pointed out, Chris, about Mason Marchman, like we weren't quite sure about him. He, it looks like he's a late bloomer. He is 27, so it's not like he's a I'm young guy anymore. Too. So uh, he's got seven goals, six assists, 13 points, and 20 games uh, throughout so far. So he's o- on pace for a little over 50. And I think a lo- what a lot of people forget about Mason Marchman is the fact that he fulfills that second-line role. Like we have been complaining about for years the fact that we have not had a second line that can actually score goals. And now with, uh, I mean, you could say part of it is because of the, the system we're playing under DeBoer, but you have to give credit to Mason Marchman as well, who has been fantastic. 
Um, in the last five games, he's got three goals and two assists for five points. And he had a big drop before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What grade, Ryan? Oh, I'll give him an A. Absolutely the exact player we needed, and he's a power forward, and he's fantastic. So that's just that's just my grade for him. James, why don't you pick somebody? I have to pick someone now. Yeah, Christian just did his. Um, Your turn. We'll do Delandria. Delhi. That, that's a good one. A. Am I, am, am I going first? A. I went first. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> that's it? That's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, I guess I'll be a little bit biased on this just because of what we've seen from him the last couple of years. Uh, I'll give him, an, give him an A+. Just because of, I mean, last year when he, when he started with the team and he got sent down for the rest of the season, that could have been the end of him. He could have felt sorry for himself. He could have taken that as a, oh, man, I, I'm really just not that good enough to make it in the NHL. He did the exact opposite. He got a complete clean slate with a brand new coach. And whatever line he's on, he has made that line better. Now, he may not be putting up the points. And, I mean, he got a goal tonight. But he may not be putting up the points that, you know, when we drafted him that we might have wanted him to have. But he is, he is absolutely doing every single thing right. He's blocking shots on, on the penalty kill especially. He is like that guy that can that can every once in a while get you a really big important goal, and he's just an absolute beast on the penalty kill. One of the reasons why the penalty kill is so good is because of Ty Delandria. And he's probably the main reason why Jamie Benn has been so fantastic recently. I mean, what started Jamie Benn's November? Delandria goes down to the third line to play with them, and now Jamie Benn's fantastic. That's not just a coincidence. That's Delandria's doing he's he's so hard on the forecheck and just gets been the puck and ben just sinks it and, and i'll actually give him an a as well but y'all are missing like the most important part of his game in my opinion is like the amount of times he's been hit this year like completely that's true <laughs> he's just gotten right back up right after i mean even in this in, in this game that we just played tonight he got destroyed absolutely rocked and he gets right back up he's up before the the fight even starts <laughs> So I think that's the most impressive thing to me. He's not enormous. I mean, he's six one still, but he's he's not quite to that two hundred pound weight. And he, he just skates around. He messes with everyone. He takes the hits, and he's able to get right back up. Right back up after. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like what the Russell Garbett and Eakin line would do. Like, they oh geez, that line was so much fun. But they would always get the puck and always get scoring chances. And he's doing the scoring chances, and Ben's getting the scoring chances. <laughs> and Ben can finish them. That was the one downfall of the Garbett Eakin line. Okay, one more. And I mean, we could go on forever what? about any, all of these players. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Jay Gottinger. Jay Gottinger, S what's plus. the grade that that you get that you give him? S plus. He's a Vesna candidate right now. He dropped off a little bit. I'd say the past five games since he came back from his injury, he hasn't been playing as well. He's still a top ten goaltender in the league, without a doubt. Probably a top five, and should be in the Vesna conversation. 
James, what do you think? I'll give them an an A plus. I think a lot of it is probably because of recency bias as well. But I mean, he he's been our starting goaltender. That's that's what he is. That that's that's what we were going to sign him for in the offseason. That's why we have him here now. Currently, right now, he is sixth in the NHL in goals against, which it that's not really a fair stat. You can compare goalies on. But with his save percentage, he's fifth in the league right now with a 924. And the, the goalies above him, they're they're really good goaltenders. You have Connor Hellebuck. Uh, you got Georgiev, who you could argue is playing behind a good team. Uh, Ilya Sorokin, who was pretty close to being a, a Vesna candidate last season. And then Linus Olmark, who, I mean, that's the Boston Bruins goaltender. He's just taken the world by storm, and so have the Boston Bruins. And he leads the league with 935. But, I mean, I, I got to give him an A. You can't give him any lower than a, than an A. You can't. Um, and I would, all, I would honestly argue that the games he's played bad, I think he's still kind of nursing a, an injury of some kind. He's just, he's just well enough to play, if you ask me. Because his play uh, before the injury came out and then after the injury came out, I see two different Jake Ottingers, and that's my personal opinion. I think a lot of that is just his confidence. I mean, that kind of gets shaken when you get injured like that. I I think he'll just have one game here in the little that's just gonna blow his. He's he's. It, it. I mean that that's he's coming off of the the Calgary series to start the season, and that was. Everyone's singing his praises and saying he's probably going to be the best goaltender in the league from that one performance. So I'm not too worried about it. I don't know if y'all saw my tweet earlier, but there was a tweet about predicting the 2025 World Cup of Hockey USA uh, team. And Jason Robertson was on the first line, which obviously with tonight's game, he should be there uh, playing next to Austin Matthews. Holy crap, man. Um, And then Jay Gottinger was the starting goaltender above Thatcher Demko, which I, I know I know a lot of people don't think Thatcher Demko is a good goalie, but he's a fantastic goaltender in my opinion. So I think it's really cool that uh, he, he got that nod there, but it is still early to, to predict that, but still pretty cool. Okay, uh, let, let's wrap this up really quick, and we'll talk about this and wrap it up because it's already super late. Um, I don't know if any of y'all saw, but I was really curious because – we got, got into talking about penalties. So talking about penalties, just absolutely ridiculous. It felt like every night that the Stars were not getting the benefit of the doubt when it comes to calls. And they were getting more ticky-tacky calls called against them. Well, it that was just a feeling at first, but then I found a statistic when I was doing a, a research. We were negative 24 net penalties differential. So here's what that means, if, if you don't understand that. That means that the Stars, before tonight's game, took seven, took 94 penalties, right? 94 penalties total. And 70 went in their favor where they went on the power play. So there's a 24 differential there, all right? Now, some people may, may be like, eh, whatever, that's not that big of a deal, okay? That's ranked 32nd in the NHL, okay? That's dead last, 100% dead last, okay? So... Not only is that egregious and incredulous, and that's insane, but the fact of the matter is the two teams above them that are ranked 31st and 30th 
are the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks are negative 15, and the Coyotes are negative 13. So there is an almost 10, like 10-point 10 differential when it comes to that. And that right there tells me that officials are not calling it fair for the Stars. And I'm not saying it's a, a conspiracy or anything like that, and the NHL is out to get the Stars because they're not. But it, it's not being called fairly, in my opinion. And when I when I figured that out, I texted all of y'all. I texted the all the the whole family about it. And I was just like, "This is stupid, absolutely stupid." Um, what were y'all's thoughts on that? Well, we talked about it last week on the Wednesday episode, so I pointed yeah. it out last week. It's not good. It's yeah. I mean it. it that just kind of proves the eye test that we're seeing is right. And I mean, this game shows it even more. And I feel like this is a year that the broadcasters have talked about officiating more than ever, which is crazy for, for them, especially for Razor. He mentioned tonight, he was like, you think when you're in the zone for the whole period, you get more than one call. And it's like, yeah, I agree. And it, it feels like normally broadcasters do not bring up officiating, but it, and even uh, Saad Yusuf, yeah, he, he hates talking about officiating. He thinks that, oh, everything will balance out. He's noticed it's not balancing out. Like, it's it's not just us. We're not crazy. So that stat proves it. Everyone else in the media talking yeah. about it kind of proves it. I'm just wondering when it's going to change. Because even tonight it should have changed. We should have had four power plays. And we got two. And a lot of it is, like, kind of hogwash. And that's why no one was talking about it at the beginning of the season. Because, I mean, it it was going against us. But you expected to even out. And now that it's not, other other people are starting to be like, yeah, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but it's whatever. I actually found that stat, and I, I didn't even realize y'all talked about it last Wednesday. Sorry. But I actually found that stat out because I was doing a different stat lookup thing. And I was looking at Pete DeBoer teams and their records when it comes to penalties, right? And the... What I expected was not what I found. What I expected was, you know, Pete DeBoer teams to be, you know, top 10 in penalties taken. Because, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, one of the things about... Style. Right. You know, you notice the style. It's very aggressive. And naturally, you're going to take more penalties. At least that made sense to me. But what I found is that for a majority of the seasons that Pete DeBoer was the head coach for whatever team he was coaching, whether it was Florida, whether it was Vegas, whether it was San Jose, one, either of those three teams, they were consistently ranked in not just the bottom half, but in the bottom quarter uh, in penalties taken across the NHL. So that was really eye-opening to me, and I didn't know that, that that was even a possibility. And especially when he was with the Sharks, when the Sharks were like really, really, really good, like they were one of the best teams in the NHL, you know, 28th, 29th in penalties taken. And I was specifically looking at minor penalties, I guess I should point out. But um, is, is that surprising to you guys at all? Or does that kind of make sense to you? That's definitely surprising. I thought for sure his teams would just be more penalized. But I mean... That just makes me even more curious as to what the heck is going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and I think a lot of it comes from the start. I mean, the, the style change that we had is in incredibly drastic. We went from the most defensive style that you can possibly play to 
one of the most aggressive. So I, I think that the amount of penalties that we're taking is not necessarily unwarranted. But it's it's the fact that we're not drawing any to me. Is yeah. that is that that's the troubling thing to me. We're not drawing any penalties even though we're playing that much more aggressive and we're playing that much more in their zone and we're playing and that we're, much more with the puck. It's and we're seeing penalties that should be called. Yeah. I mean, even all, all game tonight, there was tons of penalties that could have easily been called, and we didn't get it. We well, okay, we got two, but we should have had four or five power plays a night easily, if they call them the same way that we're getting our ours called, and that's just not happening. It's really confusing, and, and I think it's more frustrating to us this year, even more because of how good our power play has been. Yeah, I mean, we're we're ranked top five, I think, still not positive, but we're. we're we have one of the best power plays in the league, and we just never get on it. And and that's the thing that's the most frustrating about it is that like our power play can take over a game and it can change the game for us. And it and did it, tonight. And it again, like yeah, exactly. You were right. You're right, James. The fact that it changes the the idea of the game for the Dallas Stars. We're down four to one. Looks like we're out of the game. We get a power play. Boom, five goals. Go. Anything can happen. So. Um, I don't know if it's if y'all can actually see that. It's kind of hard to see, but I don't know why it's doing that. There it goes. But uh, there's all the stats. If if you want to go and look up on YouTube later, I I literally pulled it up on uh, on the YouTube feed so y'all can see it. But I, I'll just go through the rank in the NHL just real quick. So this is in order from 2008 to 2009 season from DeBoer, and the rank and how many penalties they took when it comes to minor penalties. So. Um, with the Panthers, 28th, 25th, 28th, three years. He, he goes to the Devils in 2011. He goes 25th, 9th. That's the one thing that's different than for most of it. 25th, 15th. Then he goes to San Jose in 2015, 2016. He's 27th, 29th, 29th. You get the idea. So, And then even last year with the Vegas Golden Knights, they were 31st in the NHL when it came to minor penalties taken. So... When that came out, I was just very surprised and shocked that that those stats didn't back up the the logic that was going through my brain. So you can't blame Pete DeBoer about all the penalties that the Stars are taking. That's something that the Stars are doing. Yeah. Sorry, a lot of a lot of stats. Yeah, there's a lot of information. There's not much for me to say. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, good good number. Yeah. Good <laughs> I, I mean Specifically on the uh, penalties taken, I know I know it says we're second in the league, but we've played more games, so we're sixth in the league in penalties taken per sixty minutes. But it's still not good. <laughs> but uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's probably what we should I should have looked at. But regardless, it's um, the only one that matters. That you yeah, that's the only one that matters. And here's the thing: right now they're on pace for three hundred and sixty-seven minor penalties taken, three hundred and sixty-seven. And if they take that amount. That will be the most amount of minor penalties any Pete DeBoer team has ever taken, like by thirty plus. So, go I, figure. I honestly don't care as long as we start getting calls too. Yeah. Our penalty kill has proven to me so far that we are good enough to take double the penalties of the other team and still win the game. The only reason why I even started doing all this research is just because I saw so many people blaming it, not really blaming, blaming is the wrong word, but 
using the explanation of why the Stars are taking so many penalties on the system of play that Pete DeBoer has implemented. And that's just not the case. Uh, you, you, I mean, if you, look at, if you look at the way that Pete DeBoer teams have played in the past, that's just not the case. Now, there's a couple of random ones in here where they where like the Devils were ninth in 2012, but that was about it. Most of the time, they're bottom half of the league or bottom quarter. So, Okay, guys, um, I think we got to wrap it up because it's getting late here. And it's almost Thanksgiving. So any other things before we wrap it up tonight? GG, boys. Let's not do that again. Let's just blow them out. <laughs> yes, I would be okay Please. with blowing people out. So um, from Chris and James, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys out there. Y'all make sure you eat a lot of turkey or whatever you eat, ham. Some people eat ham yeah. instead of turkey. But Hopefully, we'll be watching a Dallas Cowboys win tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Oh, man. I'm excited for that game. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good and then, game. And then Friday, we got a full sports day. U.S. men's national team at one, followed by a Stars game. Boy, howdy. In the blackout jerseys. It's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. There's so many questions I want to ask you guys, but we got we to gotta wrap it up. So. Anyways, guys, uh, one last uh, thing I want to mention is we just recently released, like I mentioned earlier, our brand new website, starcastercremarks.com. You can go and check it out. All of our information is there. We just started a, uh, a blog as well, and that's where I, got, where I got this information from, and I guess I stole the information from James because he already had it before I even had it. So I, I mean, I mean, it is important again to point out too, though, because in the last two or three games, we got like a negative ten, so it got worse. It, yeah, it's gotten worse, man, and it even got worse tonight. It's or no, actually, I guess it, it evened up, didn't it? Even. It evened up tonight. So okay. So, anyways, uh, go and check that out. We'd love to see uh, y'all's comments there and y'all's thoughts on the website and everything. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail there. James already did that, actually. He tested it out, and I sent it to him, and he was just like, hey, cool, it worked. You can make your name whatever you want, by the way. Yeah, Uh-oh. I think you, you called it Poop Fart. <laughs> he called it Poop Fart. So I'm sure y'all will get very, very, very creative with the names there. But uh, And as always, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor on this episode. And uh, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Click like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or on Twitch. We'd really appreciate that. Go and follow us on all of our social media accounts along with James and Chris. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Go Cowboys. And we will see you on the flip side. See you guys later.